Hello and praise the Lord. It's another wonderful opportunity that God has given us for our daily inspiration as we continue encouraging one another with the word of God and looking at the topic that we have been having this week, which is the topic of making choices. Our discussions have been allowed making choices. How do we make choices as believers? What influences the decisions that we make in life or, the, or, or whatever things that we choose? And we have realized that God's children do not have to choose because of peer pressure. You have, don't have to do something because others are doing it. You don't have to follow a certain path because others are following it. We saw in our first lesson that there is a path that appears right to a man, but the, the, the end thereof is destruction. That is why we need to be very careful in the way we make our choices, in the way we do our things, and in the way that uh, we, 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 we carry on our lives because God must be reflected in the choices that we make. When we choose to be followers of Christ Jesus, we make the most important choice that influences all the other choices that we make in life. As our Lord and our God, Jesus has a say in the friends that we choose to associate with, in the work that we choose to do, in the jobs that we choose to do, in the businesses that we carry, in the way we raise our family, in the freedom we give our children, the way we carry ourselves, God Almighty has a say in the way we run our lives. And may God help us to remember that we don't belong to ourselves. We have an owner and we make all decisions and choices in our lives in liaison with our owner, who is our Lord, Jesus Christ. Yes, yesterday we saw that the Levites chose to be on the Lord's side. And that is what God has been telling us, choose to be on God's side. When they were worshiping the golden calf and the peer pressure was too much, Moses came down the mountain. He said, whosoever is on the Lord's side, come to me. And let me tell you, for people that had seen God's heart in the wilderness, God opening the lead sea for them, God feeding them with the manna, and even providing water from a log in the desert, you would have chosen that maybe a hundred percent, if not 99, and you know, that they would have come to be, to be on the Lord's side. But the Levites chose to be on God's side. And God chose them. He said, thank you because of the choice that you have made. You will be ministers in my house throughout all your generation. May God help us to make a choice today that is not only going to affect our lives, but will affect the lives of our children and the children who will come after them. Today, I want us to see how we can be God's lemnants in our generation. A lemnant is something that remains standing when everything else is kneeling down or bowing down. How can we be God's lemnant in our generation? That is the question I want us to ask ourselves today. No, we looked at the story of Elijah telling people to make a choice. How long will you waver between two decisions? If the Lord is God, serve him. But if Baal is God, then serve him. That is what he told him. He told them as he started the challenge on Mount Carmel. And those words have been speaking to me. How long are you going to serve fear, worry, and anxiety in your life? You have seen what the Lord did last year. You have seen what the Lord did when you were sick, when you were down, when you did not have a way out. He made a way for you. God has repeatedly, repeatedly shown himself faithful on your behalf. Then there is the giant that crosses your path and all of a sudden you are traveling with the fear, with anxiety and with the wall in. God is asking you the same question. How long will you waver between two ways? If fear, anxiety, depression is God, then serve it, serve it. But if the Lord is God, serve him. 
You may think it was only the Israelites who are worshiping idols, but let me say we have people who are serving different idols, something idols, something small. It, it scares you, it troubles you. You little wonder whether God will fight for you. And yet, in one of your most serious battles, you saw God fighting for you. How long will you waver between two choices? Unfortunately, minute after that. And allow me to say that even men of God, sometimes we become victims of the very things that we share. Because after killing the prophets of the false god Baal, Jezebel, who was the wife to King Ahab, who was ruling Israel, but they decided that I must also kill Elijah. Elijah was fearful and terrified and he ran away. He ran away, depressed. Actually, he was a man going under depression and he was somewhere hiding. I don't know where you are hiding today. You have a history of doing so many things for God, but maybe today you are hiding somewhere. When you remember how you served God in high school, you remember how you served God in the university, you remember how you stood for the honor of God in your Mount Carmel, and today you are depressed, you are wondering, God, what happened? What is happening? The scripture says that God came and found Elijah, and he asked him, what are you doing here? What are you doing here in this cave of depression? What are, what are you doing here in this cave of tears, wondering whether God will fight for you? What are you doing here, Elijah? And the scripture says in the book of 1 Kings, chapter 19, if I would start from verse 14, allow me to read the last verse of verse 13. This is what it says. It says, then a voice said to Elijah, what are you doing here, Elijah? Verse 14, he replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenants. They have torn down your altars and put your prophets to death with a sword. I am the only one left. Now they are trying to kill me. That is a man who is depression. How many times have you ever felt that you are the only one? And what was God's response? God had to tell him, let me tell you, I have quite a number. And he finishes in verse 18 by telling this to Elijah. Yet I reserved 7,000 in Israel. All whose knees have not bowed bow down to Baal and whose mouths have not kissed him. Today I want to encourage you, my brother, my sister, that you're not the only one. You are not the only one. All God's family are facing the challenges and the pains that you are facing today. You're not fighting this battle alone. God has not left you to fight alone. You are not the only one. God, it had to take God to tell Elijah, I have 7,000. I have reserved for myself. I have 7,000 lemnants who have not done what you are saying. Every Israelite has done. I know we are living at a time when the tide of evil is too much. And it has even affected what we call men of God and women of God. Many times you ask yourself, if my pastor, if my bishop, if so-and-so can do that, then why, why does it pay to be righteous? Does it pay to honor God in our generation? And I am here to encourage you, my brother and my sister, yes. Yes, God will pay. Do not get weary of doing good. For in due time you shall reap a harvest if you faint not. Yes, God still pays for righteousness. The righteous are still rewarded in this life. God still has a remnant. What you have to do is to hold from your end. From wherever you are healing me from. God is telling you, hold from your end. Cardicate blessed, hold from your end. Some young guy, hold from your end. From wherever you are, hold. Fight the way, the best way you know how. And let me tell you, another one will hold from their head. Charles will hold from this end. And the victory will be won because we are not fighting on our own. 
There is the Lord God of Sabaoth, God of hosts, who is fighting together with us. Choose to stand on God's side. Choose to be the remnant in your generation. Don't look at the millions who are serving bowels. Stand for God in your generation. And you will be surprised to see what he can do for you. Yes, you can choose to be God's remnant in a lotus generation. Let us pray together. Father, we are grateful for speaking to us and encouraging us through your words today. Thank you for reminding us to stand as remnants of the truth in our generation. Elijah might have felt alone because of the pressure and the tide of evil that was sweeping through Israel during his time. We are not left behind. There is a tide of hatred, a tide of evil that is sweeping through our generation. Help us to stand true to you. Help us to stand as remnants of the truth. Thank you for speaking to us. Watch over us and protect us in all that we shall do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you so much for joining me for this particular inspiration. I don't take it for granted. I pray that God Almighty will bless you, will establish you, even as you make a choice to stand for God in your generation. Have yourself a blessed day and a great weekend ahead. Thank you so much. Thank you.